Good morning. Forgive me while I get the right set of glasses out. Maybe you don't have that problem, but I happen to. Today we are going to step away from our series temporarily, just for today, our series in Philippians. Next week we will come back to that, and as I mentioned earlier in the service, we will um, be moving in the passage of Scripture in Philippians that deals with anxiety and, and things around emotional health. And it's as we come through the pandemic and as we have dealt with the ups and downs of, of uh, economy and maybe jobs and things, it brings anxiety or the death that came with COVID and just the ups and downs of life. And so we'll get into that next week and maybe the week after. So I uh, encourage you to come back and, and to be uh, listen to be part of that. But today, we want to talk uh, about a, a, a crisis I see or exist in our society and even in our world around truth. I hesitate to call it a truth crisis because truth I don't know if it's a, it, it, it can be in crisis, but the acknowledgement of truth is, is the crisis that we're seeing and understanding. I'd like to look at a, a few passages of Scripture before we go to where we'll spend more time. Is, uh, we'll be on our way to 2 Timothy, but first, I want to go to 1 John 5 and 6. 5, 6. 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. And then we'll go back to the book of John. So 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. And we won't spend a lot of time here, but I want you to pick up something that's said. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. The Spirit is truth. Now if you have trouble finding that scripture in the congregation, it's right up here. Spirit is truth. That's the part I want you to grab. Spirit is truth. Now we're going to go back to the book of John. The book of John. We're going to look at two passages in the book of John. First one's in John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 42 and 47, through 47. John chapter 8, verses 42 through 47. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar 
and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words, therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. Still in the book of John, turn over to John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Let me read that again, verse 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he... Who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Those that are practicing evil, they do not like to present their facts to you. They like to keep them in the dark. You might see that in different kinds of, of places and, and investigations that go on. And in people that have a, a, an understanding that contradicts Scripture and contradicts the Bible, they don't necessarily want to talk about facts and truths because they want to keep them hid in the dark, because they know that if they bring them into the light and fully discuss them, that the lie that they present as truth will be exposed. But as we present the truth of the gospel, and people peel it back and we shed more light on it, the truth is revealed, and our case is explained. You think of people that have written books, and their goal was to discount Christianity because they were an atheist, and as they truthfully opened their eyes to see the evidence and shed light on it and exposed the truth, and they converted from an atheist to a Christian. But have you ever noticed people that are running away from God or present a worldview different than what Scripture would tell us? They don't want to get too much into the facts. When you start getting into the details and say, why do you believe that? 
They'll turn around and accuse you of hating people or accuse you of wanting to kill people or say that you're nasty or say that you're a racist or say that you're, they'll call you whatever kind of name that you don't care about people. They don't want to debate the facts. They want to keep those in the dark. They don't want to expose what's going on. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to light, lest his deeds should be exposed. He who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, and they have been done in God. People may not want to come into the church because they know that what they're doing is wrong and that a bigger light will be upon it. I think there's a cautionary tale, though, also, for people that come to a church and choose the church that doesn't shine too much light on their lives. What Dietrich Bonhoeffer might have called, or called, an easy grace where they don't have to repent. They want to go to a church where they're like, oh, there's a lots of people, and they get lots of likes. But you can live in the dark. You don't have to have things too much exposed. Metaphorically, you go to some of those churches and you will worship in the dark too because they turn the lights out. People want to go and hide. Some will say we turn the lights out so people have the freedom of the worship. What are they ashamed of? They're in a church and they're ashamed. They, they want to have freedom of worship, so they can do worship in freedom in a church, so they have to have the lights out. What are they ashamed of? I think we're going to church for a performance. In these scriptures that we read, we heard that the Spirit is truth. We've heard that Satan is the father of of lies. And we've heard that people resist exposing their truth. Exposing their truth. Because the light shines on it, it will expose the fallacy. And you know, there's truth and there's not truth. There isn't your truth and my truth and that truth and the other truth. There's truth. The Spirit is truth. So let's move to our scripture, our main scripture today. It's in 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. In this passage of Scripture, Paul's writing to Timothy as a minister. But he tells them in the Scripture that we're going to look at about the kind of people that he's going to run into and the kind of people he's going to minister and, and uh, the kinds of people, and it's going to sound familiar to us. 
about society today. And Paul says to Timothy, and it probably could be a charge to me as the preacher today, I charge you therefore, brother, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. His admonition in verse 2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. It's when it's convenient, it's when it's not, when people like it and when people don't. My charge is to preach the word. If I, it's a hard thing to go to stand up in front of a congregation and preach something that you know they may or may not all like. But my job is to preach the word when it's convenient, when it's not, it's in season, it's out of season. Convince, to rebuke, to exhort or encourage with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Itching ears. What are itching ears? That might be obvious to you. It may not be obvious to you. You ever have, people talk about, if you, if you had poison or something, that poison cries out to be what? Scratched. Chicken pox, I don't even know if people get chicken pox anymore, but if they have chicken pox, it cries out to be scratched. Sometimes when something is healing, uh, uh, it itches. And that itch is crying out that it, a bug bite, it desires a mosquito bite, it desires to be scratched. So think of your ears crying out to be itched, meaning there are certain things I want to hear. I'm looking to hear certain kinds of things. And because my ears are itching for those particular things, my own desires, I will go find, heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You ever have? Apologize. You ever had a, a run into someone? I don't know that it's unusual to have a favorite preacher. But sometimes I think some of these preachers we elevate to the point of celebrity status. You ever looked at celebrities and they seem to have, some of them are actors and actresses. But somehow they think they have an opinion that matters on things they know nothing about. They have no experience in. But because, because they were a doctor 
uh, played a doctor on TV or something, they think they can be a doctor in real life. Or they played a spy on TV that they know something about international government. Or because... But sometimes I think there's the potential that we, we hear a preacher and they preach and we like their oratory. But do we listen to what they're saying? And maybe what they're saying is on the surface it's interesting. But, and it shines a little light. You ever go out in the dark and you, you got a flashlight and it's not real bright? Battery's a little low, and they, it, it shines a little light. It kind of appeases the itching ear, so to speak. And so we look for those people that don't challenge us too much. We see them on Facebook, and they, they, they have good sayings. And a lot of people like them, and it says, oh, yeah, I like that. Amen. Oh, amen. Do you even know what they were saying? Do they even look at what they were saying? It's okay to amen things on Facebook. But I think some of us try, we could, with the dangers that we can become blind followers of people that may not even be preaching the truth, or it's a simple truth. They don't go to the depths of things. They'll pick out one scripture at the end of the sermon. To make sure they get the one scripture in. They have the great oratory and it might sound good and, and they might even have smoke or they might have flashing things or great displays on the screen, but are they presenting the word of God and is it in a depth? I get concerned that we have not only a society that doesn't really want the truth, but we have churches and people in the churches that are satisfied with the things that make them feel comfortable in their spiritual walk. But they don't want challenge too much. They don't want too much light. They don't want too much conviction. They don't want to feel like the preacher is going to tell them things that's going to draw them and have to change their life. They're happy with, I'm a Christian, but, but the, I mean, the preacher's getting into some of these other kinds of things, you know? But if the preacher is just preaching the things that maybe Jesus said, is that too deep? Is that, is that too much? And if most of the preacher's sermon is, I was reading a book. And most of their sermon comes out of quoting books. Not that that's a horrible thing, but sometimes they're not even religious books. I worry, or I'm concerned, that we get into this easy grace that Bonhoeffer talked about. We don't want to be challenged. So not only do those that are on the outside have itching ears, we can get into that even into the church. 
If we look around now, we have those again that we have this, they have itching ears not for the gospel, but they have itching ears. They're not seeking truth. They have itching ears for those that play into their view of the world. Their desire to fit in. They chant sayings and repeat things. They don't even know what they mean. They don't have any idea. We hear them saying things like, the Palestines shall be free from the river to the sea. They don't know that means the annihilation of the Jews. We accept evil so quickly. It's amazing that people that would support killing babies, or maybe we shouldn't be surprised, they support killing babies, they're ready in Australia, they were chanting, gas the Jews. No, not, not, not back in Nazi Germany, I mean this, this month. So enraptured in a false religion of this false morality, this human morality. This mythical morality that changes because how can you have a moral standard if it's your truth and my truth and everybody's truth? It should be based on God's truth. That they're ready to just shift to whatever's going on. But then on the other side, so we got the non-Christians out there. They're itching for non-truths and people like them and chanting things they don't know anything about. And they don't want to go down to the next level. But in the churches, we're doing the same thing. Find a speaker you like, listen to him on TV. Oh, I know he doesn't always preach the right gospel. And I don't, I know his... Doctrinal teachings aren't the best, but he's really good to listen to. I just enjoy listening to his rhetoric. I just enjoy listening to his sermons. But if he's speaking non-truth, or she's speaking non-truth, but you just like the oratory, then you're consuming things that are non-biblical because you have itching ears. We, and maybe not us in this room, have this surface relationship with Scripture that anyone that comes along, we don't challenge it. We don't think critically about it. We just absorb it because it's what we want to hear. It's not what we need to hear. It's what we want to hear. We need to desire the truth. We need to desire that God shine your light on me. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. He basically has opened ourselves up to God, searching, his probing, his pricking, his encouraging, his strengthening, his rebuking. That it comes out in the light. Don't be so quick when something comes across Facebook. To just jump onto it. 
There's bad things thing out there. There's evil things out there. It should be based off of Scripture. It could be, should be consistent with what we're teaching in Scripture. They'll pull you off in all kinds of things, into uh, spiritualisms, into uh, witches, into uh, visions, and into astrology, and into all these things to say that these are great things, and open your heart, and, but they're not of God. And these intellectuals, they might talk big words that that don't make them smart in the things of God. Itching ears. Itching ears. Do we desire the truth or do we desire to fit in? We need to have the kind of relationship with Jesus that if I'm standing in the light by myself with Jesus, it is better to be standing in the darkness with many people.